What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, May 10th, and uh, fuck, that was not the basketball game we wanted to watch. Uh, as always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good Lejethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking. Motherfucking Mike. Fucking Mike. That wasn't as nasty as it last time, but you know what I mean? You guys you do both sound like such perverts when you say Motherfucking it. Mike. That wasn't as nasty, but it had a little something in it for self. Oh, uh, fellas. Lakers Warriors, not the game five we were hoping for. The game um, five we knew we were going to have, though. You know what? Come on. I actually was the guy arguing for a potential closeout because the way this Lakers team has leaned on everyone, it feels like they've just, if there was a little crack in your franchise, it feels like by the end of the series with the Lakers, it was more than just a little crack. And it felt like that's what was happening with the Warriors, with Jordan Poole, with Steve Kerr just doing the most blatant bitching about officiating that we've seen this side of Phil Jackson. It just felt like maybe... There's a moment in there where, you know what I mean, it goes the other direction. And obviously it didn't happen that way tonight. But I did think that it could be um, could go the other way. Obviously it didn't work out that way. Uh, we're going to get into everything, so many storylines in this game. But I- I'm curious from both of you guys, just your first reactions to the game. That was the prototypical worst type of game that I... <laughs> that, that, that I that you can possibly watch as a basketball fan when you're rooting for the other team, the, the, the team that lost. It was the fucking the typical 
you know, guy on on the tortoise's back with the fucking stick and the string and the carrot. Where you, you the game looks in reach. Okay, they're up by fifteen. Okay, okay, we got a couple stops. It's eleven now. Okay, we got to stop here. Now it's nine. Okay, damn, they hit a three. Okay, damn. Okay, we okay we we, we, we get a stop. Okay, we turn the ball over. They come back. They hit another three. Now they're up by fucking you know sixteen again. And it, it was one of those frustrating ass games. Um, I'm I mean we got to keep our eye on, on AD. On 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 what what's happening with him? You know if he's gonna be good to go game six because if he's not good to go, like bruh. cooked, yeah, cooked. But but you know what? I said that um this was going seven Lakers, so you know I wouldn't be surprised if if, if Golden State pulls it off game six. I do not want a game seven. My nerves are gonna be fucking shot. And and the Warriors were, I mean, the Lakers looking good enough, like they could have you know got this shit wrapped up early. But I mean, the the, the Lakers got to take care of business, bro. The Lakers gotta take care of business games. You do not want to fucking go back to Chase for Game Seven, dog. Hell no. If it goes seven, we might be fucked, dog. It's gonna be very hard to win away. You know that team is much better. They role players and role players on every team are much better at home. They're much more comfortable. We need to win Game Six. Also, Brian is hurt. Obviously, we saw that. Mike, we were, we were uh, um. The, the energy is so fucked up because we were so happy just two days ago and it feels so different. But like, no, yeah, why like, didn't we record know, on Monday, Jackson? Right, right. <laughs> what kind of bullshit but, is this? But, but, uh, <laughs> but like we were talking about it, like Brian didn't want to run or jump in a basketball game. You know what I mean? You could see that AD took a, took a elbow to the temple, forearm to the temple. You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. But we need to, we need to really. Pick it up game six and try to knock it out. Then I do not want to go seven. I'm not built for that shit, bro. But I mean, this the reason why I I knew game like game four was so important because win or lose, this was gonna happen in game in this game. You know what I mean? Win or lose, I saw this happening, especially after all the energy that we expelled. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's gonna be hard to win this game, whether whether we win or lose this last that last game. So I mean, hey. We'll see what happens, but we got to put them out game six. I do not want to see the motherfuckers game seven, bro. That is, that's, that's, God bless everything. I have a, I have a couple positives to take away from this game. I think this Lakers team has, they've been a little confounding because they've, they've been low effort in games where you expected them to be high effort, but there's also been a couple games against this Warriors team. A couple times last game on Monday, a couple times this game where I thought they'd quit at, at a given point. And then Austin Reeves comes down the floor and makes a big three. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell makes his only shot of the game. Whatever you know, he like be more consistent, bro. He has to be more consistent. He does, but there's been these moments where you expect them, especially being a team with less playoff experience than obviously the Warriors, but um, than most teams they'll go up against. You expect them to sort of capitulate, and they don't. You know, they've done generally a really good job in this series of answering the Warriors' runs of not just letting that six-point run by them turn into a 15-point run by mm-hmm. them like we've seen so many teams do. So I think there's some, you know, that gives me some optimism, but um, let's talk about the AD shit. I mean, I like, I don't know that I can ever remember a player as great as AD who's arguably having, I mean, he's really having an all-time defensive performance in these playoffs. For so, And a hell of a year in general, bro. Total snub on awards, but whatever. Yeah, but like when healthy, I mean, more than Braun, realistically, you know, the reason that this team is even in this position. And yet, zero trust between him and a fan base. 
zero trust to where I was telling y'all, and I follow so many crazy Lakers fans who are like tweeting like it's 2009, dog. Like, just like, just like the homies in Long Beach that like Twitter never found. You know what I mean? And like the first moment that AD does not run back after he got hurt, it's like, this motherfucker. This you nigga, know what I mean? This nigga. <laughs> That's, what yeah, That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Yes. <laughs> I, I knew you what know, you meant. That's but why like, you know, Yeah. And like, it. you know, get this dude off the fucking team. And it's like, we are ass without this dude. <laughs> like, you Bro, can't he get is him the, off the best team. player on the team. We do not win if AD doesn't play good. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and like, yet in my heart, I have that same feeling of like, fuck. Like, could we just not like have what looks like a regular basketball play turn into like being wheeled out of the arena like it's so frustrating and heartbreaking and everything else but i, I how, how do y'all feel just as idiot sports fans about this shit before we analyze the situation <laughs> um you know at at the beginning of the series when when ad had that monster fucking game i was like bro this could be the series that makes AD like a Lakers legend, that makes him endeared to fans forever if he keeps up this pace, right? If you're the guy who fucking knocks off the Warriors and go, and, and, you know, on, on your way to possibly a ring, who knows how the, how the rest of the shit will play off. But if you're the guy who sends the Warriors home by going crazy as a Laker, you are going to be fucking immortalized, right? But, but um, you know, he's been streaky. Um, He was solid tonight. But but I feel like you need great AD because we're not getting, you know, elite Braun right now. Right. So AD has to pick up the slack there. Um, but but, you know, what? like like, you know, I'm 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 one of those people who thinks that AD gets a gets gets a bad break. You know, I, I, I think because, you know, you look at all of the injuries that he's suffered, like so many of them have just been shitty luck. Guys falling on his leg and shit like that. Right. And I also like, bro, like. I, I think that he is probably like a prime example of how tough you need to be just to be a, an NBA player, just to be a healthy NBA player. Because a motherfucker, if you give me a good enough shot on, on my fucking forehead, my temple or whatever, when we play pickup ball, I'm going home, dog. Forever. <laughs> like, 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 that's forever. it for me. You know, you I ain't toughing ball, out shit. I'm you not playing no more. Pizza, pizza forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not toughing out a motherfucking thing. I'm getting in the car and I'm going to like Chick-fil-A and going to the crib, dog. Like, like, like that's it for me. Be a family man, nigga. <laughs> right? Mean. Fuck that. <laughs> Bro, I think the thing is, it's not that, I mean, AD gets hurt and we understand <clears throat> athletes getting hurt. I think it's that we're always, like, when he falls, it seems like he's hurt. Like, it's at some point every other game, it seems like it's over for AD. And I think that's what's frustrating. When we're seeing him, like, you know, we're always, a, so we're always, like, the next play, you know, or this play could be the last, you know what I mean? It just, I think that stringing along and that frustration with him always seeming like he's on the brink of, have you know being unavailable for a, a, a six weeks at a time or some shit? I don't think it's the fact that he actually gets hurt because we understand players getting hurt. You know, right. Steph Smith a ton of time. I know he's just beloved, but nobody really talks about it because like he's not you, falling in like looking right. like the world collapsed on him. You know what I'm saying? From a regular basketball play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or regular basketball fall. So I think that's more of that. But I, I don't think there's anything soft about AD. I, I, agree. I, I think I think he's I tough as shit. Yeah. I do think mentally at times he's not locked in, you know what I mean. But um, I think like the most frustrating part is just like him the 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 theatrics every time he just the way falls. it looks, and some the of that it, is yeah. just a, a byproduct of how long his limbs are. I mean, you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, yeah. But like, I I think there there's a you know, and this is why uh, 
Lakers fans like to say, like, it's not for everyone playing for one of the three or four teams that every single thing you do, you got a shitload of people watching. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's not his fault that the expectation from Lakers fans, depending on their age, is that you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Prime Shaq. Like, those are what the expectations are. And so, I mean, Pau Gasol, people don't necessarily remember this because it was kind of pre-social media. Pau Gasol got dogged the fuck out by Lakers fans constantly. Like he wasn't Pau, too. Phil, you know what I mean? Phil, <laughs> Phil Jackson punched that man on his chest on national television. I saw it. <laughs> Kobe Bryant was damn near cut. He's like, my my best friend, Pau, I mean, he's a bitch, but he's my best friend and right, I love him. Right, but right. He got to stop playing like a bitch, but like, but that's my dog for real. But man, he's a pussy. You know, like, it right. just is like, and, and, and I honestly feel I honestly and I feel like I feel like this is the same way for Dirk is that um those guys were ahead of the curve of the evolution of basketball, right? Like we saw seven foot guys were like, bro, get your ass in the post, back these motherfuckers down. And and it's like, no, they're really good on facing you up, working the midi, you know, in Dirk's case, working the three ball and shit. And those dudes got that soft label, I feel like, um, unfairly because I feel like they were ahead of the curve evolutionary wise. Yeah. It's yeah. Calling a um, calling a finesse uh, white big uh, soft is like a little bit like uh, calling the white uh, receivers deceptively fast. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like we just we just think you're a bitch, bro. Like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. I don't. Know. Um, all right, <laughs> let's talk about. There's more basketball shit to talk about before we get to it, Tyler. Do we have a moral responsibility? Look, we're animal lovers on this show. Mm-hmm. All right. We all have and love pets. But is there a moral responsibility to John Wick, this corgi, bro? That, <laughs> that I wanted to die, bro. That, that predicted, Look. that accurately predicted the Lakers would go up 3 1. And then, so if, if you've not seen the video, there's a corgi that's bouncing basketballs from the top of the stairs into buckets for which team's going to win which game. And he predicted game by game, the Lakers would go up three, one. And then he predicted that the Warriors would win the next three games. I want that adorable ass corgi to go to hell. And I'm just going to say that. <laughs> right. Now. No, I'm serious. but, but bro, I was legit stressing about this shit. Then someone hit me up and was like, bro, this corgi, Pick t- uh, TCU over Georgia, and I really breathed like a sigh of relief. Like, okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, this dog is cute as hell and dumb as hell. We good, bro. We are straight. <laughs> we are we are gonna be just fine. But if this shit really goes down, like that Corgi said, that is going to be the most fucking hated dog on social media, dog. And I'm not by sh- a crazy group of people too. Yeah, I right. mean, like Lakers fans will really find this dude's address and mail him death threats to his dog, bro. But I think I'm a somewhat reasonable person, and I hate that dog, bro. Because <laughs> well, I hate it because like I'm so fr- I- I'm I'm so nervous with the three one lead because of a fucking dog on the internet. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just so ridiculous. I see. You know what I mean? There's jump cuts and shit. I shouldn't believe anything, but it has me in a fucking chokehold, bro. You know what I mean? I'm like this three one lead. It feels like we're down. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But yeah, bro, fuck that shit. I want. Let's find out if all dogs go to heaven, nigga. Let's let's, let's, 
Let's let's figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to test that theory? You know what I mean? Let's get scientific with this motherfucker. You feel me? There's your social clip, Jackson. Fuck our Thursday up. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You best believe, brother. (laughs) Brother. Amazon Amp. I just want a disclaimer. This is not serious animal cruelty happening. Peter about to be on that ass. We do do not condone animal cruelty of any time. Love the doggos, baby. Yes. I, yes. All right. You're but right. but that one can go to hell. Yeah. You I shouldn't me? make it. I, I, I just want to make yeah. sure. Just want to make sure we speak. Yeah. Yeah. We made the jokes, and then Tyler said something serious, and I should not follow that with a joke. Is the <laughs> that's the vibe I'm getting? All right. I will not follow that with a joke. Okay. Um. Uh. Where is so? Okay. I think AD's playing Game Six. I, I just so. don't. I th- I think like, and I think he understands legacy wise, opinion wise. Like, I think he understands that. Unless visibly a piece of his skull is missing and we can see his brain pulsing on the side of his head, like I think he understands he has to play the game, right? Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yes>. Please. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. When they said he came out of the game, when he left in a wheelchair, yeah, I yeah, started yeah. to get a little stressed out about it. That's that's some AD shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's That's the shit that's frustrating. You know what I mean? Like he, got, he took a hit. And I and I'm sure it hurt, but the wheelchair, like, cause it's AD, he's in a wheelchair. Nobody else on that team leaves after that hit on a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? So I think he'll be fine. I think he's in a wheelchair because he's AD. That's the frustration in being an AD fan. You know what I mean? mean? He might be in that wheelchair because his fucking equilibrium is fucked up or something. Like this shit might be serious. Then we know. I mean, we don't fucking know. I pray it's not for him and for us. For, you know all, for all involved, but absolutely. For all involved, all for all involved. But Haynes but, uh, did say when they were taking him to the little, the quiet room off the, you know, off the concourse or whatever. He, they say he said he needed help walking. Really? That's what he. That's that's the that's words he that he said. used. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but he said he was not stable or something. Yeah, that he required some help. Damn, G. I'll tell you this: Have y'all ever had a concussion, like a like a legit concussion? I, took I don't know that I would say basketball. that his was like legit, yeah, yeah. legit, because he wasn't yeah. knocked out or whatever. But I would just say from my limited experience with head trauma, a basketball arena is about the worst place. Loud the and bright, the right? people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We shall find out, though. I hope the man's fine. For a for litany all, of reasons. For all, in, for all involved. <laughs> what, what's your... Um, Look, it's it's an interesting thing. This is the overreaction and the swings of every single playoff series. This is what's so fun and so frustrating about the playoffs when you have a team that's still in it. Before this game, I think we would have voted for the idea that the Warriors were going to win this game and that this was going to be the Lakers need to go home and win game six. And yet I feel much worse now than I did. Because this is a winnable game. I, I think we all kind of expected an ass whooping to come this game, right? So, like I said, the most frustrating type of fucking game you can watch where the fucking, you know, the game is right there and they just keep fucking yanking that fucking string, bro. And when they got to 19, though, bro, y'all know where I was at. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, y'all want to go ahead and record early, my nigga? Like, I thought they were going to stretch it to 25 when they got down to 11, for sure. I, I, I turned back in. But honestly, during that, most of that third quarter when it got to like 19, you know, I had so I went back to my anime, baby. <laughs> and then I, turned, I I kept watching. Oh, it's eleven. Okay, I'm gonna watch this fourth quarter. You know what I mean? But when it got up to like nineteen twenty, I was like, I don't I don't know if we need to. You know, I, I was like, yo, pull him, pull him, rest these boys, rest Bron. He's you know he's, yeah. he's looking hurt. Yeah. 
And, Let's just and, rest these boys. And, and if they would have pulled AD, we'd be straight right now. Yeah, Instead of trying that, to come back from fucking 16 down with fucking four or five minutes left. And that that's another thing. This is like the best type of win the Warriors can have because you fucking had Bron out there, you know, till the till fucking five minutes left in the in the fourth, right? Pool so seemed like he got his they like he got his shit back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Pool seemed like he got he he got his his groove back. You feel me? Fucking Gary, Draymond with second, Gary like, Payton. Gary, Gary Payton, Payton, bro. Like what a what a move to bring him back because he was just everywhere tonight. He does that all that dirty shit, no dirty work that nobody yeah. wants to do. He just lives in that space. And he's great at it. You know what I mean? Like he's a glue guy. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm being like goofy, but he that's exactly what he is. He's you know, he's very important to a winning team, winning franchise. Mm-hmm. And they like, know like that. not not as talented as his dad, but same fucking mentality as his dad. But the thing is, like he, he well, he was in Portland, you know what I'm saying? You can't benefit from a you need so many different things. Like I mean, when we got Rui, I wasn't happy that we got Rui at the time we got him because I'm like, I mean, he's a great player, but he's not gonna do what we need. When we added the other people, I'm like, oh, now I'm happy we got Rui and these guys because Rui can be himself and we could win. We needed Rui to get 25 a game to get wins if we didn't get these other guys, right? And Gary mm-hmm. Payton's the same way. Like, if you have like a losing squad, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's he's not gonna make, you know what I mean? But if you have a team that can win, he'll do the things that make you win certain games. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Like, so. there, there's right, right. Like there's guys who can move the needle from a good team and make it a great team or make a great team a champion. But right, those right, same right. guys cannot make a terrible team good. And Gary Payton the second is for sure one of those guys. Exactly. Well, I think that's where, and we're not even going to talk about this because I just could not possibly give less of a fuck, but, you know, the All-NBA teams got announced today, and, you know, you see in the way that those awards are and some of the other regular season awards, it's like, there's just this huge and ever-increasing gap between the regular season and the playoffs, and it just comes down to, like, look what AD is doing in the playoffs right now. How many more guys are there on the, on the, uh, the, um, list of valuable players how many guys are above ad based on what you've seen in the playoffs and it's just never going to be reflected in the regular season because it's basically a different sport and what you said about gary payton it's true about draymond green as well you put draymond green on the portland trailblazers the last two years who gives a fuck respectfully for sure (laughs) but when he's playing the way he played tonight in the playoffs he's a difference maker on a multiple championship winning franchise you know what i mean like and I, that's the part of basketball I love. I, I said something about it on Twitter, but like, you know, people talk about the NCAA tournament. It's a lot of fun with the upsets, whatever. The, the, uh, you know, international soccer, you sort of get this, but it's one of the only places where you have the best athletes in the world. And next to them is a Lonnie Walker or a Landry Shamit who is just carving their fucking name in the cement of history. You know what I mean? And I love that about the playoffs. And you get it almost every night. A superhuman mega athlete and then a role player who's trying to fight for a contract or for pride or whatever. And, like, that is absolutely the fun of it. But it is so much more fun when you don't have a team in this shit because I am fucking miserable right now. (laughs) All right. uh, Last thing on this game. There's been a real... um, uh, you know, s- subliminal uh, tweet off in the media between uh, Darvin Ham and Steve Kerr about flopping and selling contact and how the games are being officiated. Uh, I made the comment to y'all. 
you know the Warriors are at their last result when they're complaining about the officials and then knocking the other team's best player out of the game. That's traditionally been their last resort. Um, and there's been plenty of complaining about the officials uh, by Steve Kerr. Darvin Ham's response to Haynes after the first quarter was, uh, quote, we don't teach flopping. And I have a, I have a real question for y'all because I actually I've not, I, I have not asked this of NBA players off the record, and I'm, I'm curious about it. Where is the flopping tot? Because it's practiced somewhere, right? I mean, like, the league has gotten much better at it. I actually believe it's possible that they're not actually working on it in practice. But at some point, a handbook went around of drills to do or something to sell contact because these guys are doing it at a level we've never seen before. So what do y'all think? Is there a closed-door practice where guys are just practicing a foam noodle waving in front of your face and you whip your head back like you've been shot? Or like, how are guys getting this good at flopping if it's not being taught at practice? I, I feel like that shit got to be in you, dog. Like, you got to want to be a flopper, right? <laughs> like, like I mean, there, there's certain guys who we've seen who just do not flop, and there's guys who just flop all the goddamn time like i mean fucking austin reeves like that th hey the flop is strong in that one you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like i don't know how darwin ham can say you know we don't teach flopping because where the fuck did um austin reeves pick it up from then you know what i'm saying so <laughs> so yeah I, I think you just have to be wired that way like i remember kobe saying like you know he he doesn't flop he was like fuck flopping like you just got to be wired to want to be a flopper i feel like i feel like it's always kind of been there to a degree. Like, I remember playing, if you yelled, you're going to get the call. You know what I mean? Like, and if you're, yeah, yeah, you just throw your hands up. You know what I mean? You know, like, it's, a to a degree. it's just developed over time to a particular. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We are able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention, all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In a particular way. Well, back when we did it, we did it like our children were watching. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we flopped had, like we, men. We had some respect <laughs> about how like we men. tried to draw files, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? We weren't flailing limbs all and over what? the place. And, yeah. and you know, our, our pitch was lower. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you octaves lower when, when, when yelling. You know what I mean? <laughs> They they they've they've lost all you know shame in in, in this flop in their gamesmanship now when it comes to flopping. So I can see it's developed. It's it's, it's you know it's it's, it's classless now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm that. with. I with it, man. Um, it's like uh. It's like- that's not an appropriate joke. All right. <laughs> hey, Mike, you've been, you been, you been walking a line today, dog. You've been, uh, yeah, I know. You been I was wanting make, to get some wild ones off, I was bro. Gonna, I was going to make a Tiana, a Tiana Trump reference, but I'll I'll leave it in the fucking draft. No, John's curious <laughs> now. No, John's yeah, curious. curious. No, John's curious. You curious, it's like, too? Um, it's, like, you know, it's like playing defense in the NBA or like uh, Tiana Trump talks about her craft. Like, it's not about technique. It's about effort. You know, it's about your... <laughs> It's about your no, want to, you know? Her technique is crazy, though. <laughs> yeah. Her technique, bro, and we keep it in a stack. I'm talking All about... Right. She, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, she, hey, she Clay Thompson with the Jimmy, you know what I mean? Right, Elbow right. in, I, I, you know what I, I'm saying? I remember, I remember that time she pulled up on a Morgan State student. Like, if you're not familiar with Morgan State, that is an HBCU in West Baltimore. Yeah. She pulled up on a Morgan State student at like 3 in the morning. She is in this for the love of the game, bro. For the That's love like of when game, Kobe bro. went to the Rucker after, after that 3 you right? Like, you have nothing Hot Approved, dedicated. But you still out Highly there dedicated. just for the love of this shit. You feel me? You know what I mean? <laughs> she yamming you because she just want to yam, dog. You know what I'm saying? And God bless her. <laughs> You're there for her. All right. Um. Before we move on, uh, Chris, not from that, from the Lakers. Uh, early diagnosis from Chris Haynes. Early diagnosis indicates Anthony Davis appears to have avoided a concussion and is doing much better now. Not sure how you avoid a concussion being carted off in a wheelchair, Come but on, hey, whatever. Let's get him in the game. But, no, I but, was right. But, but this, this is the Anthony Davis. Yes, Come and on, that's and AD. you're exactly right. That's the it's frustration. AD is a person that does it in a way that's going to make you think he's not going to play the next game. You know what I mean? That's All that's right. that that's and that's like you said. That's the that's where the frustration comes from. Not because he gets hurt. Players get hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because in in any moment you're going to be worried about it just because it's AD and how he goes about it. The theatrics of it all. Right. It's always the extras. All but right. I'm glad he's healthy. Thank God for him and um, everybody. Nick's Heat in the exact same spot as this Lakers series. Um, Heat failed to uh, close it out on the road. They will go back home up 3-2. Jalen Brunson uh, went nuts today, as uh, John predicted. If we were still doing our player props, I think you would have done very well with the 38.9 rebounds, 7 assists performance from Jalen Brunson. Do the Knicks have enough to push this to a game seven, or is this a closeout on Friday night by the Heat? 
Um, you know, I I think that you you know we've discussed this before. I, I'm like, bro, every team in the East right now, except for the Heat, are very unserious, right? Like, like I feel like like no one out there really understands, bro. This is the postseason besides the Heat, and at the same time, I do think that that you know even though the heat are, are are the most disciplined team the most the best coach team i mean th- th- there's just a talent disparity there between them and all the other teams left right so when is that going to rear its head but um i'm i'm still i'm still going to going to trust jimmy butler more than i'm going to trust julius randall i mean jalen bronson is a bad motherfucker but i still think that that the heat probably closes out at 6 i think they close it out too like the same thing i'm i'm looking at these two teams and like there's no way this series should be what it is you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's not. I mean, there's, there's fucking no way. You know what I mean? But I mean, they're just so much more disciplined. There's so much more discipline. You know what I mean? And they do have Jimmy Butler. So, I think the Knicks are silly enough to lose to the, to them. I don't know if the, in the next series that the talent disparity will be and and the silliness will match up to where they'll they win. But I wouldn't like because everybody else seems so unserious. Like Tyler spoke to, I wouldn't be surprised they made it out the East. You know, just because they, they're they just so disciplined. Everybody knows their fucking role. All the shit I'm saying about them not having identity, no. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. You know, they they they, they figured it out, you know, after that loss to the Hawks. You know I think I mean? it was true when I, you know it we, was true I, when it happened. We, but yeah, it's we not were true we were anymore. right. We were giving around, you know I mean? we were giving you shit about that just because yeah. of the ex, the um, severity of the language that you use. But I think that you are a hundred percent accurate at that time. And I think Jimmy's even talked about like yeah, in the playing game there was some moments that they were able to kind of pull together and you know get launched. Um, let's talk about Nuggets Suns. You know it's it's really interesting. The Nuggets are up three two. And there is just such a difference in the way a series feels when it was 2-2 and then someone wins game five versus when it was 3-1 and someone wins game five to make it through. Like They're, they're both 3-2, but you feel very different about it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it feels like the Nuggets are, you know, we talked about the, the Suns are kind of dancing on a razor blade with how efficient they need Book and KD to be to win these games. And... You know, I just don't know that it was ever realistic for them to do that two out of three games. I don't think I find it very realistic for that to happen two games in a row right now, which it would have to for them to win this series. Um, what do y'all think? Are the Nuggets uh, sort of inevitably headed to the win here? Or do you think there is enough from uh, Book and KD that they're able to to flip this around? I mean, one, one of the stories of this series is Book and KD, uh, KD especially, you know, kind of figuring it out. But if you take a look at, like, you know, the, the wider uh, view of here bro they are a fucking you know landry shamit you know fourth quarter explosion away from not <laughs> from being home right now you know so I, I mean the nuggets are just so fucking tough at home right you could say it's the altitude or whatever the fuck but they are a beast on at home like which is why i thought this shit was going five after the way they beat the fuck out the suns those first two games right i didn't think the shit was even going to be a contest but i mean that game that ass whooping you know them beating the shit out of them at home it makes you think even if the nuggets pull off game six they're not winning again in denver bro Right. Like, I mean, I think, you know, I've been saying that Denver's winning this series. I was like, I don't know. I think Phoenix going to give him some fight, but I'm not staring off that. Denver got this. I mean, they could win uh, game six. You know what I mean? Like, Landry Shadman can get 18 again at home. He's not doing that away. You know what I mean? Like, role players don't play like that away for the most part. So, like, I think I could do, they could get a, they could get a, you know, get another win at home. But nah, at the, at, you know, with, with doing it again in Denver, there's, nah, uh-uh. it's, it's a wrap for him. 
All right, let's they, talk about. The, uh, go ahead. Sorry, John. No, I was, I was just saying if if I mean if it was if they had home home court advantage, I think they would win a series. You know, what I mean, I think they're that good at home. You know, what I mean, similar to the Warriors, where like everybody taps in at home and they just can't figure it out away. That's what it seemed like in this particular series. But no, nah, it's just not going to happen. Let's talk about the other game on Tuesday. You know, honestly, and I'm not just saying this to troll Jackson or Celtics fans, but like. I would genuinely say the most surprising outcome of the playoffs for me so far that this just felt like, you know, like we said, it's 2-2. You've got home court advantage. And it just like it just felt like the Celtics laid an egg. Like they just were behind. More surprising them. than the Bucks? Well, yeah, I mean, like taking injury and stuff out of it. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, okay. Um yeah, no, because I I I would say actually Almost, yeah. Like, I just thought this was... I was so sure of how this was going to go. And mm. it was so far from what I thought was going to happen in terms of especially just effort. It just didn't look like they were aware of the, you know... Importance I don't know. of this game. Yeah, like, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, Joe Mazzula after the game or whatever is like, oh, this on me. You know, we weren't prepared or whatever. It's like, you can't say that in game five of the semis. Like... <laughs> Like, How are you like, not prepared? You've played them. This is the fifth time you played them. Fucking Brian is calling out plays, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you are not prepared as a coach. As a player. You know, as a player, you're not prepared as a coach. <laughs> it's just such a wild thing to admit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I like we we talked about this, man. Like in the group chat, he's an assistant coach. You know what I mean? Like the dude, like you he looks wide-eyed in moments where like he doesn't have he doesn't know how to take the reins of the game or get the, get his guys riled up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, or tapped in. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't feel hasn't figured that out. And it's just like he's just not managing the games well. I think he was right. The guy the guys weren't prepared, but that is inexcusable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, going off what you said, I for sure think that I, I think that the Celtics probably, you know, take that out. And then say, bro, we're going to, you know, get get you back on, on the assistant side of things. You were kind of sort of an interim coach for us this year with the whole e shit. So I for sure think the co- the Celtics might be in a coaching hunt. Nick Nurse's phone might be blowing up between them and uh, fucking Milwaukee. Like, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I remember, you, you know, when, when the Bucks got bounced, I was like, bro, the fucking Celtics, they're moonwalking to the finals now. Like, well, this I, shit I think is going to be I too think, easy. I think we all felt the exact same way. Yep. Right, right. And and it is, bro, the Sixers might send them boys home. Like we, I've got to the point. Like it's been, it has been such a a drastic turn of events from this series. Where I was like, you know, like like we said, when the Bucks got um bounced, I was like, okay, the the the, the, the fuck it, the East is a cakewalk for the Celtics now, and now the Sixers might send them home. Like it's been that much of a turn of events, bro. And it's it's just been so much has. I feel like a lot of things have been exposed. Like we've seen how you know Jason Tatum has these slow starts, you know that 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 come around and bite the Celtics in the ass. You know he mm-hmm. usually cleans that shit up, but you know. But I don't know, you you, you know, Missoula is out there just just going, you know, uh, OT games with two timeouts in his pocket. Like, I don't know, man. I it's 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 a lot going on there that that they need to figure out. Even if they do get past the Sixers this series, you can you can like Tatum, like he he play he doesn't play full games. Like he'll, like the last two games, he's like had the second half he played solid, right? But like you know, you can It's still eleven for twenty seven from the field, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he's just loose with the ball, it seems. Like, you know, you're. I, I, we saw him go straight at Embiid and finish, like, 
I don't know y'all saw that play when he like goes to the bucket, hit and beating the chest and finishes like nigga, like that's how you if you're gonna go to the lane, go to the lane and be that nigga, bro. You know what I'm saying? Don't be the motherfucker loose with the ball, forcing shit. It's it's just nasty, and you can't have. I don't give a fuck how good you are, and y'all know how much I love Jason Tatum, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't be the best player on the team and have these terrible moments like this, where what you hit a a a, a one or two shots in the last two first halves. Like, dude, you can't be a part of digging that hole for your team. You're the motherfucker where people have to be able to rely on you away at home or whatever. That's what the superstar is. You know, Landry Shaman can decide whether he wants to get 18 or not. You can't decide that as Jason fucking Tatum. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, bro, it's, it's just like, you know, it, we could talk about a bunch of shit. We talk about Missoula and all that shit for sure, bro. But if the yeah. best player is not playing the way he should, like he's played all year, you know, he's not a 30 ball like he's been all year. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I had 36 last night, but 11 for 27, 36. It's not the 36 we've been seeing in the fucking play, in the regular season. Bro, the team's not going to get, they're not going to win. It's two, these NBA teams that left are too good. There's eight teams left, nigga. None of them are going to, you're going to win having the halves he's had. You know what I mean? Uh, I also think that they're, all of the Tatum and Missoula and the Celtics in general, especially after that game slander, warranted. I think that we, we should give the Sixers more credit. They have, they stole a game on game one without Joel Embiid. Right. James Harden had two stinkers, but it has had three of five very good games. Tyrese Maxey's looked pretty awesome. Yep. Tobias Harris is like, he's kind of whatever, but as a fourth best player, he's played pretty well. Yeah. Like they have, the Celtics. Yeah, but, Mike, but, 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 but. It was a 20 ball last night, wasn't it? In the group chat, the whole, the whole uh, last like two uh, months of the season, it was like the Celtics, they play the, the Bucks have the opportunity to shit down their leg. Yeah. And I firmly agree with that. And I think that we didn't think that was possible against a team like the Sixers, right. but the Sixers have proved like they're good enough to make team make again, all the Celtics slander dessert. Right. They looked like the worst team remaining in the playoffs yesterday, but the Sixers have played well. And like, we were like, we all, as we all did when the Bucks lost pencil, the Celtics into the finals. And we, I think we just as a collective just kind of overlooked that this is Joel's Embiid's MVP season, yeah. maybe it's his MVP playoff. I don't know. I was I was heckling you about are they going to get to the Bucks during the you know be you because of the, because of the Sixers. But but listen, if I think it's going to be kind of like a lemon booty at times in the playoffs. At first, first yeah. you know, and beat Harden and Doc and Harden, Rivers. That's the thing. There's Embiid, a couple yes. of lemon booties. You feel uh, yeah. me? The, but, the but, one but, that I was like going in, I was like, solid. I'm going to bet against them until yeah. I'm wrong. But right. I'm wrong right now. Well, but I think that's what I thought was giving that man hell. You said what? Al Harford was giving that man Embiid hell, bro. He like, was. Yeah. He was. But I think I think that's why Jackson. Like you're you're right. I mean, the teams that pull off upsets always deserve more credit, and that's never the way that it's narrativized, right? Like you're you're t you're totally right about that. However, I think the moment for that is when the Sixers win the series, if they do win the series. At this moment, what we're watching is the overwhelming favorite to win the NBA championship remaining in the playoffs as of this round choke it just totally choke it away. And it happens to be a, a legacy franchise, but you're seeing it with all of the narratives that fans and the media alike, unlike the MVP all NBA shit. These are the narratives. Everybody loves to sit down at the table and chew over 
the coach is choking. The best player with the most money is choking. Like, that's the shit that gets people fired up. And because it's the Celtics, there's no shot that you're just sort of like going to overlook it. You know what I mean? So I Absolutely. But that being said, and I would add on top of that, it's not like the Sixers are playing an incredible series. Like James Harden's been a total no-show at times. You know what I mean? Like he's playing on the whole, I think you'd say better, but it's not like we're seeing stuff from the Sixers where you're like, wow, this is unimaginable that the Sixers it's, are doing It's this. us seeing the Celtics look stupid at times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, this is, they look like the Celtics that we thought we weren't going to see because they learned in the playoff in, in the finals last year, but they have, they're still making those same mistakes with this would have been such a more fun segment if the Lakers had won tonight. <laughs> this would have been the second segment on the show if the Lakers had won tonight. And Jackson would have got the I first think question. I lost not because of you, Mike. Like I said, you tempted fate. You was talking too much shit, bro. The universe said, fuck everybody else who wants these niggas to win. I'm attacking Mike. This motherfucker was 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 too comfortable talking shit to talking shit to uh, Jackson. So yeah, G. I did talk a little bit of shit to Jackson. I you know, I'm not an A little bit? A little. I <laughs> a lot of bit. I just wanted to know the score of the game, sure bro. Sure, you did. From like the Google producer of the from the producer of the basketball podcast. <laughs> You're trying to get the man to do his job <laughs> at 11 p.m. at night, bro. <laughs> I think the last text I sent was like 1:30 in the morning. 11 p.m. Right. at night. Was, that was be early. It was 1:30 a.m. It was 1:30. I think I texted it before I went to bed. That's when it was right. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. I trolled Mike very hard about the Bucks. So yeah, it's okay. he did. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Like, but but I think. Um, I, I just really want the Celtics to lose. I do. I, that would make me feel better about what's going on with the Lakers. I hope the Celtics <laughs> really fall on their fucking face on Thursday night, but we'll see. John, I'm not an unsuperstitious person. I'm actually like super uh, superstitious about a lot of things, but when it comes to particularly professional sports, I just have like no feeling that I'm important at all. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And I, I would know never, I'm not I would a... never talk shit like this about games that involve people I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> if, if, like... you're not getting comfortable talking to like a game Vinny's in. You know what I mean? Or There's even no like a way, high school bro. or college games yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like Jason Tatum doesn't know who I am. I know <laughs> he doesn't care. I'm talking who... shit to Jackson. <laughs> none of these niggas know who I am. I just, I just be fit. I, I, I played baseball. Like that's the first sport I played. 10 years straight, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get more superstitious in a sport than fucking baseball. Like, I'm wearing, like, the same jersey without washing it for a full weekend in travel ball. You know what I mean? Like, my nigga. So, like, I'm superstitious as hell. I was raised, I was brought up that way. So, I brought that shit to me with basketball. But, yeah, dog, I don't get to talking no shit till it's over with. You feel me? All right. That's all the time we got for Jenkins and Jones tonight. Thanks for uh, tuning in with us after the games. We'll see what happens on Thursday and Friday. And uh, we, we will not be talking to y'all about basketball again until Sunday night. So it's going to be, oh, Lord Jesus. The, the boys are going to be really up or we're going to be really down when we talk to you on Sunday night. We will be we back gonna on be Saturday. Or we, oh, my dick's going to package shit and left. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, we will be back on Saturday with the the sports free uh, silly Billy episode. So if uh, you know you're looking for that, that's out on Saturday, and then we'll see you Sunday night after the games. We'll see we'll see what happens. Don't forget it's Mother's Day on Sunday. If you're listening to this Wednesday Thursday, get your get the, get your orders in, make your car, whatever it is that you do. Don't forget your mom on Mother's Day. All right, that's yeah, all the time we got. We'll see y'all in a couple of days. Bye. Bye. Bye.
gets Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.